And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle Tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, this is my exciting 150th podcast, and I thought to do something really different and kind of special, I do my first roundtable. I've never done a roundtable podcast before, so I've got a few guests on with me today. So I've got uh, Doug over from Geek Acres, and uh, he's he's here with me. I've got uh, Gary Maselli, and I've got uh, Kurt. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing very well. Doing good, good, good. Doing good, doing good. Excellent. So the only thing that's missing here is a female perspective, but we'll have to do that another time, I guess, because I didn't, didn't, couldn't find anyone to come on right away. So anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about tonight uh, and have a little fun with is talking about our favorite Disney vacation. Um, you know, that, that memory that stands out as a vacation that was a really good vacation, something that really you know, captured the memory for you that really makes it kind of fun. Now, um, what I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll start. I'll, I'll do the first one, and then we'll, uh, we'll go around and, uh, and kind of have a little discussion about it. My actual favorite Disney vacation, now I'm a regular. I go you know, fairly regularly at least once a year, and a lot of them are weekend-type trips. So vacation for me is a little different. Now, every once in a while, I will get a longer trip in, or I'll get something that was really special that, that was totally memorable. Um, and in this case, um, my favorite trip, it was my, uh, my oldest son. It was his second trip. And uh, we went up, it was in April, and uh, we were just going up there for a, for a long weekend. And it turned out to be something really kind of fun. It was, um, a friend of mine had told me he was, plan- he was thinking about going. He's another guy like me, just kind of goes on the spur of the moment. He had been thinking about going. And wouldn't you know, I'm going in, we're going to have dinner at Boma, because it's my wife's birthday, and we're going in, and there's my friend. And he's standing there at Boma at the same time I'm there. We get the two tables together, we have a blast, we have a good time, our kids are playing, we're having so much fun. Then we met up in the park the next day and we went some other places and we just had so much fun just kind of hanging around. And in the meantime, in between, before we wound up at Boma meeting up like that, um, my son, you know, now he was old enough. We had taken him once when he was about, uh, I would say it was about four, and he was just kind of, you know, a little hesitant with some of the characters and so forth. This was, you know, he was, a, he was a little bit over five now and he was just so into it. And he had such a good time. And one of the enduring memories for me is... He was going around and he wanted to meet the princesses. And he went around and met all of these different princesses in every possible place he could meet them. And every single one of them kissed him. So he had lipstick marks all over his face from all these princesses. And for me, that experience, you know, the whole thing from stem to stern, everything about, you know, meeting all the princesses, the princesses doting on him because it's a little boy by himself and that, you know, meeting the princesses who wanted to. Um, to meeting my friend quite by accident, to it being my wife's birthday and just having some fun with that anyway. It just was like one of those special trips that really just stood out for me. And it's not about the length of time I was there, and it's not about anything specific that I did. It's just about the memory of the entire trip that really stands out for me. So there you go. That's mine. (laughs) 
So um, any, uh, any thoughts, any, any, uh, any feedback on that? Anybody have anything they want to chastise me about that I didn't do? <laughs> no, I mean, I think Disney for me has always been about family as well. Um, so I can, I can definitely relate to, you, you know, those experiences with friends and, and certainly with your kids is, is always played, you know, a real big part for me. Awesome. Yeah, Disney is always incorporated with families, so bringing your family there is always a great way to have fun, to create great memories. Cool. All right, so kind of continuing on the thought process, um, you know, let's let's go to Gary. Gary, let's let's talk about what your favorite uh, Disney vacation was. Well, this is when I was eight years old at the time. This was in the year, I believe, nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. So right around the time Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick came out. That, and that was my favorite movie at the time. So I don't know if you guys remember, but back then when they had the studio tour, like when they really did it, they showed you all these different, you know, the, the props outside that was, was, you know, too big to fit in the, uh, the actual places. I remember, I remember my favorite Martian with Christopher Lloyd just came out, and they had the, um, the ship, and I thought, you know, that was the coolest thing. But my favorite movie was Inspector Gadget. I mean, I was watching that constantly. And... Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, but uh, do you guys remember when you passed the, um, uh, the the costume department and they have, like, the costumes on display? I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, the, and the girl goes, and that's, and that's the costume from Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick. And I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, I, that was, you know, one of the greatest things that I remember when, when I was there. And then when the tram came and we, uh, we parked, I saw something and I said, is that, that can't be. And I got off the train, and it wasn't. It was the car from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> you, know, you know, being eight years old, and that's your favorite movie, and you sing the car in person, and that's that was the car. I ran up to it, and I started taking as many pictures as I can. <laughs> and, yeah, I st- they're, they're still on my wall. I still have them. That's cool. Yeah. Wait a minute, Gary. You were eight years old? And what was year it? was this? This was uh, uh, two 2000. 2000? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Kurt. We're feeling all kind of oh, old God. now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was just going to comment on the um, on the studios tour. You know, I remember the studios as being a really fun place to kind of go and hang out. And it was just there were some interesting things that you could do that don't exist anymore. Um, yeah. Some yeah. of that behind-the-scenes stuff and, you know, the tour and even, even the, the – um, the actual studios, the working movie studios, it sometimes had interesting things going on. Um, and, and I kind of miss all that. Uh, that, that, that you, you reminded me about that when you said that. I was like, wow, I remember walking along and just having some fun kind of tootling along and having, enjoying that. It's amazing. You know, I, I remember it as being such a great, you know, great place to see how the movies were done. And, and when they dropped you off to that giant prop shop and you could see all the, you know, you, you could see like this was... The Terminator from the Endoskeleton from Terminator. You can see this and that, and see all these things behind glass. And these were the things. But then you go there now, and it's it's not exactly how it was from before. No, no. See, you know, I, I distinctly remember seeing Julie Andrews' dress from Mary Poppins in one yeah. display window, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Um, just because you know you don't think about that as being on display anywhere. Yeah, yeah and, and you don't see that stuff often. So when you see it, it's like, "Wow, that's you know, that's cool that they have that." Definitely. Um, I have to step away. I'll be right back. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's let's turn to uh, 
to uh, to Doug. Um, what uh, what's your favorite Disney vacation? Well, I'll tell you. Ever since you sent the email out the other day, I've been I've been turning this over back and forth, and really, it, it I can't decide. It comes down to <laughs> two very different. Disney vacations, and I guess the one is certainly a lot more traditional, kind of like what we've talked about so far. It's uh, my son's first trip to Disney. We're we're based up here in the Northeast, up in Pennsylvania, and so we don't get down quite as often as certain other podcasters on the call. So <laughs> we won't go into that too much. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat you up too badly because you're just you know right there in the backyard, so to speak. But um, yeah, the first trip that we took with my son was just a very memorable trip. We we stayed at Coronado Springs. This is back in uh, uh, June of 2007, and had a really great time. And again, it's funny one of the one of the key memories from that trip actually uh, also revolves around the studios. Oddly enough, uh, it was a, it was a day that we went, and he was just it was it was a very warm day. And he was just totally being affected by the heat, and so, but wanted very desperately to see something that he was big into as a kid, and that was the show that they were doing with the Power Rangers at the time. And so we were thinking, oh gosh, he's he's almost kind of getting sick here. We should, you know, maybe think about going back. But he didn't want to do that. So we found a cart that was selling the ice cream, and we got him a Mickey bar. Kind of got him in the shade. Got the got got him to cool down a little bit. Kind of just chill out. And we actually got to see the show, and he got to meet one or two of the Rangers for the little picture um, opportunity afterwards. And then as we were heading out towards the front of the studio, uh, they were doing a meet and greet with, um, oh, gosh. Now it just went right out of my head. <laughs> Kim Possible. Kim Possible. And so uh, the the gal was there doing so. We we stopped and got our picture taken with Kim Possible, and it was just it was this great day that you know for a little while it looked like it was going to go off the rails, but then just really kind of turned into a nice thing. I also want to say that a lot of people um, really kind of bag on Coronado Springs a lot from what I've seen online, and they say that they don't get this Disney feel about the resort because it's also a place where a lot of business people hold meetings and so forth and and that sort of thing. But I'll tell you one thing. We learned a, a real cool thing, at least it was true for us when we were there in 2007, and that was this. Because all the business people who are staying there go off to their meetings on site, when we went to go to one of the parks, we almost had a bus to ourselves nine times out of ten, whether we were going to the Magic Kingdom or to the studios, Epcot, wherever. So there's a little tip as well. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, I, again, I remember um, just, I remember the thing, we, the, the place we were staying that time was the Caribbean Beach Resort. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And the, the, the fun part of it was one afternoon we went back and we were just swimming in the pool and we were sliding down the slide and we were just having so much fun just – hanging out at the hotel and just, you know, just having a good time, not really doing a whole lot of anything, just, just kind of enjoying the, you know, the amenities at the hotel. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. And that was, that was one afternoon's activities. And it was just as much fun as going into the park. Um, as I look back on it now, uh, it's just, you know, there's some certain things that you can do at the, at the resorts that you can't do, you know, other places necessarily, especially since they're close and you can just take the bus over. Oh, yeah. I mean, my wife and I, actually, we honeymooned at uh, Caribbean Beach, so you're right. It's a, it's a beautiful resort, and Coronado was amazing as well. They, at their main uh, pool site there, they've got this giant pyramid with a, a water slide that comes down through it. So, yeah, the, when, when you talk about Disney and, and the resorts, 
Um, boy, they they certainly do it up. <laughs> Nothing is done small there. No, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you know that you you also reminded me too when you were talking about meeting Kim Possible as she was going through. I remember seeing her going through, and she was one of those free roaming characters. Um, <laughs> That you hardly see anymore. They've kind of taken away the free roaming characters, and they're all kind of in these stationary queues now, you know, stationary places, and the queues build up for them, rather than them kind of wandering around the parks. And I kind of miss the days of them wandering around. I hope they bring that back at some point. Um, you know, so you see more of these characters like that. You just kind of ha- hap- happen into, which is kind of fun. Uh, it makes it a little more interesting. Though, you know, on my last trip, it was kind of funny because uh, Alice in Wonderland just kind of tapped me on the shoulder as she was walking by, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, thought I was, like, walking along, and like, somebody taps me, and I'm like, who's that? And she goes, hi! <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which was kind of interesting. And speaking of Alice, I just remembered one other little tidbit from my, from my trip that I just want to share with you guys because I think this is kind of funny. There's, um, we took pictures with each of the princesses that my son got um, kisses from. And one of them... Um, <laughs> There's kind of a, a, a little story here. Uh, you may have you may have heard that um, at some point in time, around I don't know, it was probably 2001 or two or something like that. There was a, a former Disney princess who was um, who had uh, become a Playboy Playmate and became Playmate of the Year. And uh, we're looking back over these pictures one day, and I'm looking at it, and I go, "That girl is awfully pretty," and she was playing Alice. And I um, went and looked up the picture of the, of the girl who was the playmate, and sure enough, that was her. And I was like, so my Jeez. son <laughs> has a picture of himself with a Playboy playmate, though he still doesn't really know what that means. But <laughs> someday he'll be very happy he has that picture. Um, but just one of those funny, you know, funny things in life that, you know, I just have the picture, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, wish you got a picture with her now? Uh, yeah, exactly. I wish I had. <laughs> that would have been okay by me. Yeah. The the interaction, too, is a cool thing, especially if you're there with kids. Uh, you know, you talk about interaction with characters. One of the big things that we did when, when we went on this first trip with my son was we, uh, we actually tried the pin trading. And, boy, what a cool way to, uh, to get the, the youngster to interact with all kinds of different cast members. And it, it was a neat experience. Yeah, definitely. And for those of you who aren't familiar with pin trading, it's actually something that's a lot of fun. You go and you... You pick up a pin or two, um, and you can pick them up at some of the Disney retail outlets, or you can buy them online from eBay. You have to be a little careful, but you can buy some there. And then you go and you trade them with cast members for pins that you actually might like to have. And so, you know, you're trading you're trading out for pins that you like, and they've always got some. And it's fun to talk to these cast members and just stop them and, hey, can I see your pins? And they'll show you what they have, and they'll talk to you about them, and they'll, they'll exchange stories and information about the pins. And then you can trade your pin that you maybe got, you know, um, on a wholesale for some reason um, for, a, for a pin that they have on their lanyard and um, you, can, you can go away with a pin you really like and it's an inexpensive, relatively speaking, way to have a souvenir and uh, you can have a little fun with, uh, with that interaction. I love pin trading. It's just, it's just fun. The kids have a great time and I just, it's one of those things that's just really easy to do and I, I, always, I always love that. Great, great point. And uh, by the way, don't forget, there is a really cool pin trading app that's available on the iTunes store that uh, somebody I know created. You know, <laughs> had to, you know, put the plug in there if I could, right? Um, so uh, it's, you know, it's just a, a lot of fun. You can keep track of your pins as you go through the park, and you don't have to carry a list or, you know, copy you know, pictures of your pins. You can just carry this, uh, this app with you. So there you go. Um, so, uh, Kurt, are you back with us? I'm back. Excellent. I had a computer emergency. I hate Only it. I could solve, of course. <laughs> of course, because you're the uh, you're the computer expert. Yeah. 
some days more than others. I know the feeling. We were just uh, repairing some computer stuff in our house, and it was like, hey, David. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so um, tell us about your favorite Disney vacation. Okay, so now you're asking me to pick my favorite child, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> um, and that's a, a horrible thing. So I'm going to pick a couple of, the, of ones that really stand out. And, and, uh, uh, and, and some of them are for obvious reasons and some of them for not. First of all, the first time I went. And uh, I uh, went one month after park opening in 1971. And I was, um, I was 16 years old and I'll never forget that trip. It was just a one day trip. We were coming up from South Florida and it was a high school trip. It was one of those high school days at the park. Oh yeah. They don't do anymore. Yep. And I just remember it because, you know, the park had been open for a month. I'd been wanting to go to Disneyland as long as I could remember and now I was finally, finally, finally getting to go to, well, Disney World, but, you know, finally getting to go to Disney. And the day was beautiful, and it was in the fall, and it was, you know, 75 degrees out. It was just a perfect day. And uh, I was with my high school girlfriend at the time. And just, just the first time there, you know, being old enough to really remember the details um, and ride the monorail for the first time. And, and, you know, again, not 1971, but, uh, <laughs> but I remember that day very well. So that certainly is one of the, uh, what, that may be my favorite memory of all, because it was just that first time that you go, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're a lot of, a lot of people go, you know, and they're, you know, uh, um, and they're too young to remember it all very well, but I was certainly old enough. And, and certainly that's, you know, the first time you get on the monorail and you ride around and you, you see the Magic Kingdom in the distance and you, you go through the, um, go through the uh, contemporary and then you pull up and then you get off the monorail and you can't really see the castle there at first, you know, so you have to go down and through the gates and underneath and around out on the main street, and then you see the castle at the other end. It just gave it gave me chills then. It still gives me chills. Uh, just that first time when you show up that on that vacation. Uh, and then many years later, and many many visits later, um, I went on my honeymoon, and you know, n- nothing, n- no particular event stands out, but it was just a grand time. We had a great time. I remember my wife, the only time I would, anybody has ever been able to get me on the Tower of Terror, she got me to go on the Tower of Terror. <laughs> uh, so uh, and that was that was a great time. And then uh, I got to, you know, I got to say, Dave, uh, when we went for the, for the um, scavenger hunt uh, a couple years ago now, that certainly stands out. Um, you know, and it wasn't like any regular park visit, obviously, but uh, uh, just having the, just exploring all the nooks and the crannies and trying to, to, to pick out all the little details and everything else, that certainly stands out as one of the, one of the best visits I've ever had. So, 
I mean, I could go on and on, but I'll stop there. But, you know, just I think probably uh, the thing, the one that one visit that stands out probably most was probably the first that very first time. Just just seeing all that magic the very first time. See, that's cool. And, and one of the you know, I was six when I first went, so I was a little younger, but um, certainly got the you know, that same sort of feeling that yeah. first time. It was just like, whoa, this is cool. And um, the um, one of the things I was going to say about that that first trip you took, and you were talking about the monorail, and that was the cool older monorails with the uh, pneumatic doors that opened, and yeah. you sit down inside the monorails, and they only had right. seats. You know, just th- there was something cooler about that in some ways. Not that the monorail isn't cool today, but something. No, but I, you're right. I, I it was a different. It, it was it was in some ways cooler. Um. You know, and, and a lot there were a lot of things, um, you know, that, that you remember that 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 of course that there aren't around anymore. And I'm sure you could do a whole a whole round table on you know favorite uh, favorite rides and, and, and favorite things that are that are gone now. Oh. You know, yeah, you giving me an idea for a future podcast. Thanks. You know, <laughs> sure. No, you could do around. I we could sit. I we could sit around and talk for days about all the stuff that we missed that we wish that were. That were still there, but um, I'm sure that that wouldn't be a problem for anybody. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, you know, just but that that one time, you know, that I had uh, the, the first time I saw the castle, I think that that moment more than anything else stands out. And uh, you know, definitely. So it's it's still the thing that I look forward to probably the most of all the things that when you go to Disney, that one moment walking out on Main Street and seeing the castle at the other end. I think I still look forward to that moment more than anything else that that I do when, we, when I go. Yeah, you know, there is, there is something really special about going out there, you know, going under the train, you know, going under the train station and then walking on the Main Street and the smell of popcorn and the whole the whole thing. It just kind of all works in, yep. in some in some cool way that just makes it all all worthwhile. Um, not that it wouldn't be anyway, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's really that's really what makes it. And I was going to go back and talk about the uh, the scavenger hunt. That I agree with you, Kurt. That was one of the most amazing trips. And it's funny every time I go now, I kind of compare it to that in some way. You know, yeah. is this is, is this as much fun? Am I doing the same things? You know, and I like to. <laughs> One of the things the scavenger hunt did was it made you look at the detail, the minutia of everything, because you had to go into every nook and cranny, and you had to look for things, and you had to read the signs, and you had to pay attention. And not that I don't pay attention, because I usually do, but it's neat to kind of look at it from a different angle, because it's what somebody else paid attention to that you're looking for. So it was kind of neat to be able to kind of take that, and now when I go back, I look for those things. I'm looking at those nooks and crannies, and I'm looking at those signs, and I'm trying to you know, figure out the story that they're telling just by, you know, what's there. And it's really, it's a lot of fun to just sit there and play around with it and, uh, and just really kind of, kind of enjoy that. Um, so I agree with you. That was one of the, one of the really fun trips. Um, that, that one stands out for me as well. Just the same kind of a thing. And I, if anybody's interested, there are, you know, I have a couple of podcasts about that. Um, you can go back and check the archives and, and find those. Um, they're really, they're really a lot of fun. I'll put a link to them in the show notes page. Um, cause I can't remember which ones they are off the top of my head. But uh, I'll put a link to it so you guys can, uh, anybody who wants to listen to it, go back and listen to it. Because it was really something different. It, this was something that Disney did. Um, well, actually, it was D23 that did it. So I guess it's kind of Disney, 
Disney-ish. And they put it together, and they put together a scavenger hunt for anyone who wanted to sign up. You could go and do um, all four parks over the course of two days and look for things. And it was just a blast to just walk through and look for everything and, uh, you know, kind of meet some other people that were doing the same thing. And I think we met some interesting people throughout, throughout the couple of days. Um, and it was just, it was just a lot of fun. It was, um, you know, it's, it's something totally memorable and so different than any other trip I've ever taken. So that, that was my take on your trip. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, you know, that the, and it's, it's sad that they're not still doing it. I don't, I, has there been any, you know, I know they said they weren't going to do it anymore, at least for a while. And I, I don't really understand why, but. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand it either. I mean, I think they had, they had some logistical problems with, you know, um, getting all the, getting, uh, everything together and making sure that they had the questions right and they put everything out there. I know there was some logistics with that and having people go out there and survey it. And then there were some questions that things changed along the way, um, after they put together the questions and then both in Disneyland and in Disney world, when they did the two scavenger hunts, there were some pretty warm days. And I think there were a lot of complaints from people that, uh, you know, the days were too warm. Um, when they picked, when they chose to do it. And then also I think there was some, um, some suspicion of, you know, people not playing by the rules that Disney had set out. Um, you know, no running, you have to stay together, those kinds of things, simple rules, but people weren't paying attention to the rules. And I think that just kind of, it kind of took away from it. And I think they wanted to just make sure they didn't cause a problem. Um, yeah, well, I, I suppose that's possible. I, I, I kind of didn't think the rules were, you know, I mean, I, I, it, it didn't bother me too much. You know, you and I were not there to win. So <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I suppose, I suppose some people were, were more serious about it than we were. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I was not to say we weren't serious about it, but you know, we didn't have any delusions about our ability to, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> to take home the big prize. Uh, um, no, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 it was kind of a sh- you know I didn't I didn't think it was that hot now maybe it was the California people um, yeah I didn't think it was that hot either I thought you know it was a it was a it was a warm day but it wasn't that hot it was extremely pleasant and there was yeah. you know there was plenty of shade and you know whatever and you didn't have to move that quickly I mean you, you could get everything done you had essentially eight hours to go through two parks each day essentially yeah. so you know it was there was plenty of time to to get it done so you know I don't know it. it I just kind of look at it like it was a, um, you know, it seemed like a really good idea, and I'm just sorry that they didn't plan to do it again. So that means I'm going to have to do a Dave's Disney View scavenger hunt and get everybody to come to that. And There you go. <laughs> Sounds like more research trips to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, Doug, any comments or thoughts about uh, Kurt's favorites? Well, I mean, Kurt got talking about a, a different type of vacation, and it kind of made me think about my other one that was tied for first place, if you will. And that one actually just took place last summer, and it didn't happen anywhere near Disney World, actually. We took our first Disney cruise uh, to celebrate my parents' 50th anniversary, and boy, was that an experience. Um, if, you, if you've never been on any of the ships, we happen to go on the Disney Dream it was it just totally blew my mind. I didn't know what to expect. It not only was my first Disney cruise, but it was my first cruise, period. And so it was a really cool experience. I mean, the boat, you, you don't need, the boat will stop. No matter what itinerary you take, the boat will stop at various places. But you can enjoy your entire vacation and not set foot 
off of the ship the entire time. I mean, there's the midship detective agency. There's the aqueduct. There's movies. There's seminars. There's My wife went to uh, the spa one afternoon and had an amazing time. Just all kinds of cool things. And my son uh, got to go to the kids' club and do all sorts of cool things there that the parents don't even get to see. So it's, it's just it's a completely different experience. I mean, I'm so used to going to, to the world and, you know, going and riding the rides and enjoying the monorail and seeing the castle and all that good stuff. And this was just a completely different experience. But at the same time, like I say, it's, it's tied for first place, partially because of, you know, the fact that I was there with my family, my parents and, and my sister and, and her family. But just this, this whole new experience done up Disney style. And it was just it was amazing. That's cool. Yeah, because I haven't done a Disney cruise. I know Kurt has. Um, we've talked about it before. And it sounds like a lot of fun. And it sounds like the kind of cruise I would like to do because I'm, I'm not a big cruising person. But, you know, a Disney cruise, that's a whole other experience. <laughs> um, so I, I have no objections to that. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, one of the things that definitely stands out is when we did stop at uh, Castaway Key. Um, so we were there on on the beach, and, and a couple of us had, had waded in. My my brother-in-law and I were standing there in the water with the kids on, on the tubes and everything like that. And, you know, we're, we're, and you can see the, the water is just crystal clear. You can see straight down to the bottom. And this big, long fish kind of comes swimming in and goes around me and then goes back out again. And I, I'm pointing to the fish to my son and say, hey, look at that. Isn't that cool? And everything like that. And it wasn't until it was by, my brother-in-law turns and looks at me and says, um, was that a barracuda? And I said, I have no idea. And so he went off to, to check with a cast member, and, and they weren't 100% sure. Um, but in coming back and, and looking online later, I did find out that one or two barracudas sometimes do go through the swimming area there. And, and you know, fortunately, I guess there haven't been any incidents, but this thing was huge. It was amazing, and I'm glad I guess I didn't know what it was at the time. <laughs> ah, nature's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Gary, any uh, anything that uh, that comes to mind with um, with any of the any of the recent stories we've, we've talked about? You know, the, the thing about the Disney Cruise Line is I, I haven't been on it, but I want to be on it because I've heard so many great things. And l- like you said, you don't even have to go on the island. There's so many different shows and activities for kids, and activities for adults, and midnight activities, and it's. It, if you love Disney, it feels like you're stepping into a different Disney world. In a way, you're stepping into a different park. That's cool. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I can only imagine what that feels like. I mean, I, I've certainly, you know, seen, you know, seen some of the magic extend other places, but I can only imagine what that's like, you know, being on the cruise and kind of extending it in that way. Um, definitely cool, though. Yeah, I mean, the, the shows were amazing, and um, we took an opportunity during the course of the week to see one or two of the, the movies, the first-run movies. that were. My son is a, is a big uh, Marvel fan, and I think between seeing the Avengers once before we went on the cruise, I think by the time we were done, he had seen it like maybe five times. It was, <laughs> it was crazy, and I mean, they show them during the afternoon and the evening, and then in the evening, as Gary was saying, there's these unbelievable uh, live productions and it's the kind of thing that you might see in the show you know if you've ever been to to the world and seen like beauty and the beast or or uh, maybe the little mermaid that sort of thing where you've got this this live uh, production with this 
awesome music and very talented singers and dancers. And, oh, my gosh, there's just there's so much. You can, it's just like Disney World, to be honest with you, that I really don't think that no matter how long the cruise is, you're always going to walk away with things yet to do on your on your checklist. So I, ca- I can't recommend it enough. Cool. It's really neat. Um, you know, and that and that, that's one of those things that just makes you, you know, stop and think, you know, we all have this we all have this passion and this love for Disney. And it's it's that it's that connection you make. It's the connection with your family, with your friends. But the magic of, of what Disney does that's different. I mean, you know, I've been on other cruises, and the other cruises you kind of go, yawn, that's nice, it was fun, okay, whatever. But I, don't, I, can't, I can't talk about any of them as having been spectacular. Not a one of them. Um, and I want to go on the Disney cruise just because I understand that everybody that comes off of that cruise goes, it was spectacular. It was just so much fun. It, there was, you know, there's a lot of things that happened that were, that were great. And, you know, it's the same kind of thing with, with Disney World. And one of my favorite things about being a cast member when I was there was the fact that everyone that goes there is there to have a good time. Sure, there are people that complain, and there are people who don't have a good time, and there are people that have issues. I get that. But on the whole, people are there to have fun. They're going there to have fun. And you get to, you get to experience that as a cast member, and you get to see it. And kind of seeing, you know, pulling back the veil and seeing what's behind the magic a little bit really made that more special for me because I can see what's going on and, and why people enjoy it so much. It's, you know, it's about what's happening, why the magic is there, and that sort of thing. And it all kind of comes together because we've all kind of touched on that. It's that magical piece that captures you that brings you right around to, you know, maybe your own childhood or your first visit or, you know, one special moment. It doesn't take much. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of the sappy commercials that they're doing right now, you know, where they're, you know, they're trying to get people to come. That's, you know, I don't really like that part of it because it's a, it's a, they're trying to make an emotional connection with people when you can make an emotional connection on your own, right? Sort of being there like we're talking about. So that's just my opinion. But anyway. <laughs> now, I'd be curious to know, Dave, Kurt, Gary, anybody who wants to jump in, what is the one thing that no matter how many times you've been to Disney, what is the one thing that you haven't done yet that you'd be interested in doing? Ooh, yeah, uh-huh. that's a good question. Um, you know, I think the one thing that, that I was thinking about, and I was thinking about this my last trip there, and it was the, um, the, um, the uh, safari track that they do. Um, mm. where you can go out and you can, you can go across and see the animals from a different perspective and, you know, walk across a rope bridge and the whole thing. That actually sounds like it would be a really cool thing to do. And, uh, it's something that I would really like to do sometime. Um, frankly, I can't afford it, but you know, it's, it is a pretty cool idea and I would really like to try it sometime. That'd be the one thing that I've never done that I really would like to do. And it's relatively new too. Uh, that's a good, no, that's a good one because I, I was, uh, I was just sitting here trying to think of something that 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 I haven't done, you know, regardless of you know cost or, or whatever. And I think that's I think you might have hit the nail on the head there, Dave. I, I think that's the that's that's the one that 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 I think is most interesting to me. Um, I uh, another one that I that I think I'd like to try with my wife is I, I'd like to try one of the. Uh, Although I don't know if I could ever be able to afford it, but I think I, I would like to try one of the uh, the uh, dinners on the the fireworks dinners on board the uh, the boat over in the Magic Kingdom. Oh uh, right, um, the, the cruiser. What it what, what's it called? The, I, I'm trying to think of it. You said it, and it was on the tip of my the, tongue. And the Grand One. Yes. 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 I'd like to do a. a I think just with my wife. I think I'd like to do a 
a fireworks cruise on the Grand One at this at some point. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to be in the budget. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's 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 something because I'm, you know, beyond. Uh, I, I've been enough times, and I've 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 gone and you know stayed at the resorts I've wanted to stay at, and I've uh, you know ridden all the rides I wanted to to ride at one point or another. Um, which is not saying I don't want to do them again, but that I think that safari, I think that safari one is would be would be a lot of fun, uh, something worth doing. And something for the whole family to do. Yeah, know? exactly. Because I, I could take everybody and we'd all have a good time, I would think. Yeah. Um, pretty neat. And then you get the photo CD, too, so you get to see everything, which is yeah. kind of, you don't have to worry about taking pictures. I like that idea, too. Uh-huh. All right, Gary, how about you? Well, to be honest, I think the one thing for me is I, I, I would love to explore the restaurants a little bit more. I feel like when I, when I go to Disney, I'm always going to the same places to grab something quick. Because I want to get on this ride or this ride, so I'm always, you know, in a hurry to get on Space Mountain or, you know, uh, see the Indiana Jones show. Or because I, I, I feel like I'm always in a rush, try to get something quick. But I would love to sit at like like the um, uh, I, I forget it's at it's it's one of the restaurants at Magic Kingdom that I that I always pass. That I always say, you know, I, I'd like to go there, but you know. Because I'm always in a hurry to get on this ride or this ride, you know, you have to grab something quick, and I think that's that's a lot what everyone does too. I think you're right, um, and that, you know that's that's one thing you know, given that I'm close and I can go, you know, like a you know somewhat regular basis. I actually, you know, I try to make a point of every time I go eating somewhere else that I either haven't eaten in, in a long time or have never eaten in, just because I want to have the experience. I want to see is it any good? Is you know what is it? Why do people rave about it? And, um, you know, I, I try to take the time to do that. And it always, I always have that moment of hesitation when I'm going in that restaurant, like, oh, I'm taking away from something else that I might want to do because, you know, it's going to take me an hour, whatever, because I got to travel time and I'm going to eat and whatever. And it always, it always throws me for just a minute because I have to hesitate for that moment while I think about it. Am I going to go there? Okay, I'll go. Um, and it, and I, I never regret going. Well, I won't say never, but usually don't regret going. Um, you know, for, for one of those meals because it's, it's well worth my time to have the whole experience because, you know, I've seen all the rides. You know, I've done all the things. I love to do them, but I, you know, I want to make sure that I capture the whole experience. Yeah, see, the last several times that we've gone, we've used the, uh, the dining plan, for better or for worse. And, and so, you know, with the mainstream one, you've got one sit-down. So we get a chance to, uh, to try, you know, one, one of the restaurants each day that we're there. And the, the problem is you, you kind of find your favorites, especially after several visits with your family. And so the, the challenge is it's like, oh, for us, you know, it wouldn't be a trip to Disney without going at least once to the sci-fi dine-in. Right. You know, and everybody's got their own favorite and so forth. And But there, yet I know there's all these other cool restaurants that we haven't had an opportunity to try yet. So, oh, gosh, do I want to go with the favorite or <laughs> do I want to go in and check out this thing that everybody says is so cool but we've never been there yet? Eh. Yeah, that's that's the tricky part. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't um, – Doug, we didn't hear from you. What's your uh, What's the one thing you'd like to do? Um, well, yeah, I mean, the, the animal track certainly does, does sound cool. Um, I think there, there's probably at least two others that I was thinking about and, you know, Kurt, wow, the, doing the grand one would be very cool, but I've never done a fireworks cruise 
at all. So I think that would be a really neat experience, whether it was the one at the Magic Kingdom or or uh, Illuminations over at Epcot. And the other thing that I always thought looked like a lot of fun was the uh, the Segway tours that they do at Epcot. That looked like something that I think I would really enjoy a lot. And uh, Kurt, I know you have some experience actually with both of those, if I'm not oh, mistaken. <laughs> I, I, I do. Um, uh, we've we've done the Segway tours twice. Uh, although I've never done in the one over at the campground, uh, we did it at the uh, at Epcot. And uh, the cool thing about the Segway tours at Epcot is, at least if you get in there before 11 a.m., of course the international uh, pavilion, the international pavilions are all closed, and they take you back there, so you get to ride your Segway back around through the. Um, um, Oh, so you get to through get the, through the through the pavilions area, you know, by you know, without the crowds back there, and it's kind of cool uh, to do that. Uh, and it, it's a lot of fun. And it's not that that one was not that terribly expensive. I think that was like forty dollars a person or something like that. Wow. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was. It really wasn't. It was a it was a couple hours. You spend a couple hours in a room in the. Um, uh, there in the in, in future world and uh, a little they've got a little uh, Segway um, obstacle course set up and you ride around in the uh, little obstacle course for a while till the the guides are you know confident that you won't kill yourselves out and then you take <laughs> off and you go out and you head back out into the, uh, the international area and you and you go all the way around. Uh, and, and come back and it, it, I, I think it was a, I think altogether it was a couple of hours uh, two two and a half hours something like that and, and like I said I it wasn't really terribly expensive as I recall although it's been a couple of years since we did it um, and uh, they have the segways they do they they have the segways um, kind of um, oh what is it that I want to say throttle down. So, you know, a normal Segway will do 25 miles an hour or something like this. You only do 10, you know, so they, they kind of go out of their way to make sure you won't, you won't hurt yourself. But, uh, but it's still, it's, it's a blast. Um, and, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Um, the other one, we, um, uh, we did back when the, um, the Breathless 2 was still in commission. Um, I, uh, I got a, I, I wanted to do something special for, um, my in-laws because they had basically given us, uh, you know, four days in a Disney villa, um, at, uh, the beach club, uh, out of their vacation club points. And, uh, so I wanted to do something special for them. So I did a, um, an evening, um, Illuminations cruise on board the Breathless too. Wow, and uh, that was really great. Um, and it was a little chilly, but uh, we wrapped up in blankets. They had blankets in the Breathless, and uh, uh, my wife and daughter got to sit up front with the pilot, and and the uh, and then we sat in the back, and and that was a beautiful boat. And you went down toward um, we went down toward. Uh, Hollywood Studios, and came back up and parked right under the bridge uh, between France and England, and 
and uh, watched the uh, the fireworks, and it was best seat in the house. It was great. Cool. So that that was fairly expensive. <laughs> that was in the that was in the four hundred dollar range, I think, when it all was said and done. But it's uh, worth it. Well, I yeah, you know, I picked up the tab for everybody, um, and uh, and and then there was a, a a tip for the the boat skipper, and I tend to over tip. So, uh, but if you if you get one of the, um, the like the breathless is gone now, but if you get one of the pontoon boats and you can get some other people to go with you, um, you know, they carry up to ten people, and you can you know you can order food to go with you and. You know, it gets to be, it's like $350, I think, $300, $350, something like that for the boat, for the period. But if you get 10 people, you know, it ends up to be $35 a person. Yeah, very uh, reasonable. Again, not so bad. And, and sometimes if you get on some of the Diz boards, um, sometimes people will post, yeah, I need four more people to join our party for, you know, so we can split them. But again, um, yeah, I... I both of those experiences were great, and definitely things I would I would recommend if you, you know, if you have the uh, if you have the capital to, or, or you can make arrangements to uh, to do those. So yeah, uh, definitely worth the money. Uh, at least was for us. Um, so, but unfortunately, the breathless is not around anymore, which is kind of sad. Well, anyway, it, it met a, it met an unfortunate fate when it uh, when it crashed into the dock. <laughs> yeah. I guess one of the uh, skippers was playing around, and he, uh, he he got in trouble for that. Oh gosh, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, um, and I, I did want to point out, you know, one of the things uh, you mentioned going over to like the dis boards and you know um, finding you know finding people that that are looking for somebody. A lot of times you can you can find somebody to kind of hang out with some of the times too. You know, I um, on a recent trip, I actually hooked up with a couple of guys that I knew um, through various uh, for, through this podcast and through various other places, and I. I wound up um, catching up with them while I was there. I was there by myself, so I'm like, I'll just go and see if these guys are around. I'm like, you know, we got in touch, and sure enough, we hung out for the day, and we had a blast. Um, you know, but going through the Diz boards is not a bad way to do it either. You know, you can make new friends that way. Look, we're all Disney lovers, right? So you're going to the parks anyway. Maybe you're going you by yourself or you and a friend, you know, something. You're just looking for somebody else maybe who's a little more experienced or has, you know, to, do, to have a different experience while you're there. You can always, you know, try to find somebody to do something with, whether it's the, you know, the pontoon boats or something else, and you do it. And if it doesn't work out, hey, no big deal, you know, no nothing lost really, because you just tried to tried a new experience. And if it does work out, that's great. Maybe you need a new friend that you can hang out with sometimes, or correspond with, or whatever. So, you know, great way to kind of, you know, make a new friend and you know try some new things. Um, so that, you know, my advice is give it a try. You know, especially if you're kind of traveling with you or you and just you or just you and a friend or something. Um, good way to, you know, to, to make a new, few new friends. You, you have to wonder how we managed to go to Disney World before the internet, because between <laughs> uh, sites like the Disboards and podcasts such as this or Lou Mangello's show, you know, th- there's all this great information that just you know you find out about like free dining is available, or you find out about the Breathless, or you find out about all of these these great things that you might not have otherwise known about, and like. Like Dave said, you can meet up with different people. Um, the one thing that I did through the Diz boards on that uh, that first trip with my son is a couple of us got together, and I guess this is frowned upon, but um, we we all got together through the Diz boards and bought into one of the photo CDs. 
and then everybody kind of mailed their card to the person who started the thread, and we were able to defray the cost. And yes, you had other people's vacation CDs, but you didn't have or, or vacation pictures, but you didn't have to pay the you know hundred or hundred and fifty dollars for the package just for your one family. That's very clever. I hadn't thought of doing that actually. That's pretty smart. <laughs> Gonna write that down. Yeah, you know, there's there's always ways to kind of you know, uh, and I don't want to mean mean it to say work around the system because that's not what I'm trying to say. But there's always ways to try to you know um, make things work for you and your own financial pictures and you know the things that you're doing and you know again making new friends and whatever. Um, you're right. How did we how did we entertain ourselves before the internet, especially <laughs> when it comes to this? I don't know. I you know I can't really remember because I used to. Um, <laughs> When I was a cast member, it was easy because I could go, just go and talk to people. And after I was a cast member, I still knew a lot of cast members, so I could make some phone calls if I needed to. But I do re- recall distinctly a couple of times when I was living in Orlando and I wasn't sure about something, I would just call, call a number at guest services I had and I would start asking questions, right? Hey, how do I – I heard about blah, blah, blah. And sometimes when you got a really nice person on the phone, you were really nice – They'd tell you something. You know, they'd give you some tip. Oh, by the way, did you know that we have this? You know, and they'd tell you about something that you could do. And sometimes just asking the right cast member the right question. Um, they used to do a behind-the-scenes tour over at, uh, over at Epcot's Living with the Land, um, and it was free. And all you had to do was just ask and then sign up, and it was really cool. It was, you know, I don't know if the, one, the current one is any better or any worse, but it cost something. And it was just like one of those things that they figured out, hey, we can charge for this, and people will pay for it. But, you know, I found out about it because I just asked somebody. I was like, hey, why are there people walking around through the land? <laughs> Oh, we have a behind-the-scenes tour. I'm like, really? Where do I sign up? You know, and you just start, you know, doing the playing the game a little bit. Um, and there's something, you know, there's something kind of fun about that. And that was a, maybe a little more interactive because I had to talk to people as opposed to just lurking on a on a uh, message board on the internet and not, you know, not talking to anybody. Um, but still, you know, I, I'm one of those people. When I see it, when I see a topic that interests me, I will jump in and say whatever I want to say about that topic because that's just who I am. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you can have some fun with it. You can just lurk and pick up information if you want to, or you can be interactive in the discussion. All, all answers are good. Um, so that's, you know, that's part of the fun of it. Very cool. Oh, man. Now, you know, see, now we're all thinking about it. I bet, you, I bet you're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're thinking about your next trip and what are you going to do the next time? <laughs> <laughs> when am I going again? Um, because it's all just fun and, you know, it's a good, good way to spend some time. And, you know, sometimes just thinking about it is almost as much fun as going. It's that, you know, that moment of, you know, the anticipation part. Uh, Oh yeah. The planning and the flipping through the guides and going online and seeing all the pictures and the podcasts and all this good stuff. I mean, uh, yes, the planning is definitely a big buildup to the trip. Yeah. And that is why the, uh, the, my, the, the whole My Magic and, you know, the My Disney experience is taking off at this point because it's all about planning and uh, living up to the expectation. So there you go. Well, guys, any uh, parting thoughts from any of you? Um, I'll, just go, I'll just go around the room. Uh, Gary? Um, the only thing I can say to people listening is plan your vacation. <laughs> like, that's really the only thing to do it. I mean, when I went... A year ago, I didn't plan anything, and I ended up missing a lot of things. Mm. I would say definitely explore the options and go on the sites and listen to the podcast and go on the boards and see what you know, see what the best things are, see what the best options are, and make your vacation the most amazing vacation you can. Because even though even though we said some things are a little on the expensive side, you know, it's it's going to be worth it because you're never going to forget those type of things. Mm. Great point, uh, Doug. Well, as for me, I mean, I think, 
because Disney is not an an inexpensive vacation, you need to make the vacation work for yourself. Uh, one tip that I hear over and over again is that, oh, if you really want to really make the most of it, you got to be there at rope drop, and, and, you, and you can get in there and ride all these rides before other people get there. But you know what? My family's not a bunch of early risers. Uh, truthfully, including the, the kid, we all like to stay up late at night. So a lot of times we will hit the extra magic hours way into the, you know, dark of the morning and then go back and then sleep in and then the next day kind of get up. So you got to do it at your own pace and, and not everybody can go commando all the time. Go, go, go. So if you are early risers, go ahead and take advantage of that. If you, if you, you know, tend to be late night people, then you got to go with that. Just kind of go with the flow Enjoy your vacation because, man, it truly is the happiest place on earth. No question about that. All right, Kurt, any uh, any parting thoughts from you? I guess I don't I don't have anything specific, but I just I just wanted to reiterate what Doug said, and that is, you know, think a little bit about it before, before you run down there, you know, and 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 if if you're gonna be, you know, like uh, if you're fortunate enough to live in Florida and you can go all the time, that's great, but. You know, for most of us, it's a it's a once a year thing. Maybe if we're lucky, um, I know a lot of people go every couple of years. And so it's obviously planning is important, but also think about how you like to do your vacations. You know, don't just automatically buy into, as Doug said, the get there, rope drop, run through. Uh, you know, get in all the rides and everything you can because you know you'll 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 overstress yourself and you miss a lot of the magic. And, you know, as we discovered when we were doing the, the, uh, the scavenger hunt, there's so much to look for. That's, you know, not the big rides. That's, that's not the, uh, not space mountain and, and not, you know, that not the stuff that everybody lines up for from day one. And, and you know, from the, from the moment they enter the park. So, there's so many things to do and so much stuff that you can that you can find out about and, and so many interesting things. Um, so I, you know, I would just I would just echo what Doug said, which is basically, you know, think about what kind of things you like to do. You know, if you don't like to ride roller coasters, for God's sake, there's no reason you need to go on Space Mountain. You know, there's plenty of other things. There's so much stuff to do there, and it's not even all in the parks. You know, some of it's at downtown Disney. Um, and then, and then, of course, there's the cruises too. So, yeah, you know, just think, uh, think about what kind of things you like to do when you when you go on vacation, when you're going to Disney. You know, just don't don't automatically buy into the you know commando. Here we go, because you as a cast member, I, I know you've seen it, and and you know me as visitors, we've all seen it. We've seen the families that are worn out by two in the afternoon because that's what they've done. I pay a lot not, of money for this trip. You're going to have a good time whether you like it or not. Exactly. And, <laughs> and you know, they're not having a good fun anymore. And because they they pushed too hard. They didn't think about, you know, how, how, how to really, what they really enjoy doing. Maybe they enjoy sitting by the pool more. You know, I mean, I, you can do, certainly do that at Disney. Uh, and, and, you know, you miss a lot of things if you don't try some of that. So, mm-hmm. I just, I just think people should, you know, not, not automatically buy into um, the hype about it, and and think more about what, uh, what you really want to do, and you'll have a better time, and and 
you know, I, I think that's I think that's the biggest mistake that people make. So, uh, and I'll just I'll echo and I'll sum it all up for you guys. Same same kind of a thing. Uh, you know, when I when I think about Disney and some of the things that you can do and some of the things that you you have the opportunity to do, I've I've done enough trips there. When I was living in Orlando, I used to go into the parks and just go and have dinner somewhere and then leave. I wouldn't go on an attraction. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't see a show. I just go and have dinner. And that, though that sounds really weird with an annual pass, it's really and living close by, it's really not that big a deal. And you know, you kind of take the park for what it's worth. You take it at your own pace. You don't, you know, you, we just do things that were kind of fun, my friends and I. And um, you know, there was another time my um, I took my kids and we went camping at Disney, and uh, we never never visited a theme park the whole time we were there. We just hung out at the campgrounds and we did some different things. We went to the campfire movies. We saw the, uh, we saw the, um, wishes fireworks from the, from the dock. We watched the, um, the, uh, um, the, uh, electrical water pageant go by and we did some of the activities that were there and it was great. I mean, it was just a lot of fun and we didn't even go to a theme park and it, we had, that's one of those memorable trips. The kids are still talking about it. Remember that time we went camping at Disney? Absolutely. Um, so you really do have to take it at your own pace and just pick and choose the things that work for you and don't worry about yeah, okay, maybe this time, you know, maybe it's your only trip in five years. But you know what? You didn't get to see Toy Story Midway Mania. Hey, it's not the end of the world. Just enjoy it for what it's worth and enjoy doing the things that you can do that you really like to do. Kind of prioritize some things in there and enjoy it because that's really what it's all about. And enjoy your family and the, your friends and whatever other things are going on because that's, that's where it's all about. So that's my take. Well, guys, I'd like to thank each of you for coming on uh, and being a part of this podcast. I think it's fun to sit and do a roundtable. I'm going to have to do more of these. This is, this is kind of fun to have a little discussion and, and do some things. So thank you each for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it was great. Awesome. So uh, that's, uh, that's my podcast for this week. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Want to sponsor a great podcast? Dave's Disney View is looking for a sponsor. You can sponsor this podcast and the websites DisneyWorldPodcast.net and DisneyPodcast.net. Have a product or service related to Disney that you'd like to promote? Just send an email to DavesDisneyView at gmail.com for more details. This episode was shows number 150 and 151. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a Pin Trading app. 